Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Hub podcast. And in this episode, I have Colin Cottrell with High Caliber Hunts, but we really don't talk much about that. It's a lot more about surrounding yourself with good people, uh, we've got some hunting stories, and really really trying to find yourself some good hunting buddies and what that is all about the camaraderie we have in the field with other folks and so on so it's a really good episode awesome conversation with colin and i hope you enjoy uh, i know draw results are coming out and everybody's starting to get a little excited I'm pretty pumped i drew a i burned my four points on a awesome colorado plains deer hunt that i'm pretty excited about i've done in the past really good potential for some good good bucks so i'm excited about that had a dream about drawing a south dakota sheep tag woke up to realize that wasn't real so that was a bummer but uh that was a good dream for the little bit that it lasted so anyway here we are with colin cottrell and hope you enjoy All right, guys, before we get started here, I did hit record about five minutes before we really started doing my normal intro, and I'm really glad I kept that and listened back to it, and I just liked it. So uh, for the first five minutes here, it's just, this is somewhat of the conversation I had before an episode, uh, but it was uh, meaningful and nice. So I liked it, kept it in there. Uh, hope it's worth you guys' time. Stay tuned because uh, about five and a half minutes in here, six minutes here, we'll uh, hit the the main episode. But everything else is kind of leading up to it. He and I, Colin and I, just kind of chatting and talking about things uh, that were irrelevant and kind of planning on our episode. So it was it was good. So give it a listen. It's it's really just it's just this idea of self development in your life. Um, that's a big proponent for me. I went through like the last four, five, six years of of just leveling up and growing in my life. I became a husband. I'm a father of three. Uh, those kinds of things are really important to me. So just topics around you know how to how to become a better husband, a better dad. Uh, you know just to to become a better friend. A better business leader, those kinds of things, and then how that kind of that how that plays into high caliber hunts is the idea that we, you know, we're we're trying to get the the best people around us when it comes to who we surround ourselves with. So that's what a high caliber hunt is. It's really it's a hunt, but it's really getting in camp with other guys who are high caliber um, and want to help you grow. And we talk about more deep, intimate topics and things uh, while we're together in that hunting camp setting. Uh, to help us grow and help us learn from each other. And, and, you know, we need that time to, uh, to, uh, sometimes get some of that stuff out in the open as well. Okay, cool. So I got an idea. We'll just kind of center that around. Uh, I'm going to label it something semi superficial and I can see where this could go, uh, as a, um, something about who your, who your hunting buddies are and, and that, and totally tied into, uh, what, 
who you surround yourself with, whether you're hunting or not, but just to make, make yep. yourself a, a better person. And, uh, that, that's uh, definitely something that is pretty relevant in, in why I hunt alone oftentimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hunt alone for the most part. And, uh, it almost took me a sec today. I drew a sweet tag in Colorado for today and awesome. that those emails are all coming out right now. And so it just burned my four points on a awesome tag, and uh, uh, my buddy said I'm coming along, and I just I had to swallow hard a little bit. It's like okay, no, I'm, I'm okay, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay yeah. with that because he's going to contribute. He doesn't complain. He's look. He, we we have some overlap in our our methodology. That's and, and that's that's the key. You got to be like minded. You got to be on the same same or similar level for the most part. You know what I mean? And yeah. and if if you're not, uh you're going to be leaving him in the dust or or he's going to be getting after it and wanting to get after it and you're not going to want to get after it. So either or, you know, it's yeah. it kind of goes both ways. So absolutely 100% relevant. Perfect. Well, good deal. I got I got enough here to go off of and we'll just have a conversation. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you, you, you uh, having me on and, and I know we just got connected, so that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited to actually just get to know you better as well, Clint. Yeah. And uh, just appreciate what you're doing, man. I know podcasting isn't an easy thing. So you being consistent in what you're doing, uh, that says a lot about you. So cool. Well, thank you. And you must be a podcaster yourself. I have been in the past. Um, <laughs> I've, I had my own and I wasn't consistent. I just wasn't in a good place in my life at that time. But sure. I have several friends that are pretty high level podcasters, you could say, and uh, they, they do really well with it. So I just I know how important that medium is yeah. um, and how, how, how good it is, especially for long form uh, conversation. So, well, high profile, that ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. Yeah. Hey, you know, everybody, everybody starts somewhere and everybody has their own niche. So that's yeah. all that matters, man. What you're getting to do is you're getting to connect with really good people. And that's, what's important about what you're doing. So, right. Yeah. I got a full-time job and a business and I can't, there, <laughs> I can't. there you go. I there can't. You go. It's too much. And, and a recent father of another kid. And uh, so on, my, I saw that my second. So that's, <laughs> it's a, uh, my, my time blocking, like I, I've done the whole time blocking thing on Google cal- Calendar, and yep. like I'm doing this and this for the last two and a half months. It's just been ignore, ignore. It's like I, <laughs> my, my schedule is not where it's been, where it could be, um, but it's just whatever. It, it, it's, yeah. I'm fine with it. Exactly. I, I need to look exactly. at my my kid as he's learning how to smile and enjoy that, and I'm and the yes. rest of that, whatever. It's this podcast is not as important as watching my kid grow. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what's most important. You're 100% right yep. about that. And I'm glad that you you how old are you? 35. 35. Yeah, we're so we're the same age, man. So you get it like we're we're both at that point in our life where we're starting to realize what really matters in life, especially being married and having kids, like our legacy, the people, you know, the 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 thing that we're going to leave to them and how we're going to get to enjoy that moment with them because it goes so quick. So Yeah. Yeah, and that's over. That's love it. That's kind of wrapped into hunting too. I wouldn't believe how yeah how um it's not it's not feel about just filling a crap ton of tags anymore. <laughs> really, exactly. I, I am just looking right for feeling the experience and and whatnot. So, all right, well let's get love this it. let's get this thing rolling, and uh, I'll introduce you or and have you uh, uh, introduce yourself a little more so and chat awesome. with, with you on that. So. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Western Hunting Hub podcast today. I got Colin on from High Caliber Hunts, which just recently introduced to each other. And so far, uh, a couple minutes into a great conversation. So we had to hit record. Didn't want to miss anything good. So thanks, Colin, for for joining me. And if you wouldn't mind, just introduce yourself a little bit more and kind of what you do, what you're about. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you inviting me on the show, Clint. Excited to get to know you better as well. Like I said before, it's it's cool. You know, this industry we work in and and uh, we, we connect with all these different hunters and outdoorsmen and different things like that. It's You just never know who you're going to meet. But, you know, you're like-minded in the sense that we both have a passion for hunting and we also have a passion for communicating. So it's pretty cool, man. But yeah, I, I'm Colin Cottrell. I'm a, uh, you know, my mid-30s dad, a husband, 
Um, I've got three beautiful kids here at my house. I'm a business owner, I'm a busy guy, like everybody else out there. Um, I have a business called High Caliber Hunts. I just recently started, but I've also been in the industry for about 15 years in the communication side, uh, doing a lot of marketing, digital marketing type stuff, worked with a lot of really cool companies and clients in the hunting space. But yeah, man, that's, that's my life is, uh, it's changed quite a bit over the years. Um, what, uh, you know, had a lot of really cool opportunities, but now I'm at this point in my life where it's, it's, uh, it's different, man. You know, we were already talking about this, you know, we're, we're married, we've got kids, we've, we've got bigger things that are important to us now. And, and instead of just filling tags and, and, uh, you know, running our business, those kinds of things. Well, I was darn close to going on a hunt with you. Uh, and, and I don't know if you've seen this yet or not, but uh, Howl for Wildlife just posted, and Blood Origins just posted the winners of those, uh, yep. those different different yep. things. And you guys donated a thermal hog hunt. Uh, well, yes, I won. Sir. I won the uh, hand forged axe that I just saw. So, oh man! <laughs> so I was one of that's the winners. Awesome. I was one of the winners, but not the winner of the hog hunt. But um, that, very... that, that, that's amazing, dude. That, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, we just we just drew that winner, and and I haven't even connected with the guy yet. But uh, sounds like uh, Tom from Montana is going to be coming out to Texas to do a little thermal hog hunting. So I'm pretty pumped up about that. That's awesome. Where are you in Texas? I'm in San Antonio, actually. I'm born and raised, though, in Minnesota. I grew up in a small town in central Minnesota of about uh, 450 people, the poorest mm -hmm. county in Minnesota. So I moved to Texas. Actually, I moved out west to, to Bozeman, Montana for a couple years after college. Uh, did my thing out there. Tried to live my western hunting, bow hunting dreams. Uh, learned a lot about it. But uh, I got called to, to Texas and, and uh, have built a life here for about the last 11 years now. And uh, I love it. It'd be tough for me to leave Texas. Uh, I, get, I get back home quite a bit to Minnesota. But, you know, there's just some small little place in my heart that, that has the West in it still. So who knows what could happen. Someday maybe have a cabin out West to be able to do some elk and mule deer hunting. But plan on uh, going back out West here in the next uh, year or so. Uh, as I've been kind of on a, a journey in my in my health and fitness as well to to get stronger and to get more capable of uh, getting back out west to do an elk hunt or a mule deer hunt. Nice. Well, I uh, will be headed to uh, Minnesota for a bear hunt this this September as well. Oh, that's so. I got, that's awesome. Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've been hunting bears in Colorado for for the last nine years or so, but uh, uh, didn't get. To chance to chase them with my bow because you always focus on an elk and yep. during that september season so i'm excited to go and and uh do a little different style but uh again it meets some meet some folks that i've been connecting with through just text message and and i uh, got invited along and thought that'd be that'd be a, a fun opportunity to just put myself out there and and try something new uh meet some yeah, new people and absolutely new hunt buddies because we were just talking about that of uh, i typically am a, a hunt alone kind of guy and yep. i know a piece that that you have uh built into your business model but also as part of what you do in almost like life coaching or uh yeah yeah uh, sharing to to help move the needle forward and, and help people to just be their better self uh, is to surround yourself around uh, good people. So, um, yeah, yeah I, before we dive into some of that, I, I do want to hear just uh, uh, either a hunting story of something, but what maybe that's centered around, what do you got going on this fall? What is, is there, uh, you come to Colorado, Montana every year or every couple of years or what are you? Man, yeah, that's, that, that's good, man. Um, you know, I haven't, honestly, I haven't got out West here the last few, probably the last, I don't know. It's probably been eight or nine years since I've actually been out West for a hunt. So like I said, I, I did live out in Montana there for a, a little bit for about two and a half years. And I, I did do a little bit of elk hunting. I did a little bit of mule deer hunting. I've done a little bit. Of, I've killed an antelope as well with my bow and with a rifle. Um, so, you know, I've always had this Western hunting thing inside of me. Actually, it goes back to 2006. I read uh, Cameron Haynes's uh, backcountry bow hunting book. And that, that got me super inspired to get out West, you know, being a flatlander from Minnesota. So I could totally relate just on another level, you know, like you coming to Minnesota to do that bear hunt. That's really cool because you're, you're going to get to do something different, you know, probably do uh, hunt some baited bears there in, in the Northwoods. And those are some big Bruins, man. We got some big bears. I haven't even killed a bear in Minnesota hmm. yet. Some of my earliest memories though, are being out in the woods with my uncles baiting bears and then them bringing home bear, 
for us to eat and a lot of bear sausage and, and bear uh, burgers and those kinds of things. So I have some great memories actually uh, of bear hunting, even though I've never, never done it in Minnesota. So that's going to be cool for you. But yeah, man, I just remember reading Cam's book back in the day and just thinking, man, I've got to get out West at some point. And when I did, I found out, man, how big the country is out West and how intimidating it is, especially for somebody who wasn't, wasn't born and raised in that, in that place, you know, but from there, I, I still have that passion. It burns inside of me. And over the last uh, year and a half or so, I've actually went on this a pretty cool uh, journey where, you know, we, you already kind of touched on it, a self-development type journey where I'm just trying to level up in my life. And a big part of that, you know, was actually my my weight loss journey in the sense that I, I want to get out west. I want to I want to do more elk hunts. I want to do more mule deer hunts. I want to be able to hunt really hard and have a lot of success because, as you know, when you travel and hunt, you know, it's, it's not cheap. You know, there's, there's an investment involved. Um, there's time away from your family involved, which, which is even more important. And, uh, you want to want to put yourself in the best position. So I don't have any Western hunts planned this year yet. I've got a couple of buddies. I got one in Utah, my buddy Clint, you know, he's, he's nagging at me. Hey man, you got to get out here. You got to get out here. They've got an over the counter. I think elk tag, I could go kill like a, a, a cow or something like that, or a spike bowl, which would be cool. I'd be totally down with that. Um, but I'm primarily a bow hunter uh, through and through, so it's going to be something based around bow hunting. We'll we'll see what happens here. I still got still have a lot of time yet here to try to start making some plans. I've kind of left my schedule a little bit open for that reason. So, did you uh, hear about Campaign's new book Endure? I see based on just learning more about him, I I like his style. I mean, I know he's <laughs> I know who he is. He's been around a long time, but when he's talking about his book a little bit more and why he wrote it yeah. and what it's kind of about and his journey of, of just adventure racing, which is craziness. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to sign up for a 5k right now, let alone a hundred K it's just running doesn't do it for me. I picked a sport where you didn't have to run at all. Uh, I was a wrestler, so <laughs> you didn't have to run at all unless, you unless you needed to, uh, cut some pounds. So, uh, yeah, cut some weight. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah it sounds Cam's, like a good book. Cam's book, man. I'm like, I'm almost done with it. I'm, on, I think I'm on the last chapter, and I've been listening to the audiobook version as I've been get, when I get my exercise in and stuff like that. Actually, my wife has been listening to me to it with me quite a bit too. So, kind of, kind of long story short, actually, my first job in this industry was with a supplement company that you know and, and you use, I believe. <laughs> so oh, I could sure. probably say it. Sure. A wilder, wilderness yep. athlete. Yeah. Uh, my uncle, my uncle actually started started that company with his best friend. Oh, awesome. And, uh, so when I broke into the industry about 15 years ago, uh, Cam was part of the company. He was, he was on board with it. Um, obviously he's with another supplement company now, but he w he was on board with it. And I, I got to, that's kind of where I first found out about Cam was, uh, I found out about his book and then I'd actually, uh, I, I actually got to meet him at some sh trade shows and stuff like that and started listening or started reading a lot of his uh, articles online or excuse me, uh, in the magazines, not online in the magazines back then. And I got to know him pretty good. Uh, he eventually became a client of mine for my marketing business that I had. And so I've, I've known Cam for a while, but his story is amazing, man. I, I can really relate with it. Um, a lot of parts of it. Like I've always been that underdog guy who grew up in a small town in the middle of nowhere. Nobody leaves. You pretty much, uh, you're, you're a farmer or you're an alcoholic. It's one or the other. So mm, yeah. <laughs> my dad, my dad, unfortunately he was an alcoholic growing up. Uh, he, he was really into the booze and those things. He, he, I knew he loved me, but he really loved alcohol. Thank the good Lord. Uh, he, he now is, uh, I think he's 15 years sober. So it's really awesome to huh, you know that he, he went through that journey, but it really, uh, it's shaped me because growing up in that early, those early times, I didn't really have a, a father figure in the other areas that you need a father figure, not just somebody who takes you hunting and outdoors and stuff like that, but somebody who really comes alongside you in those, those tough moments as you grow up through your teenage years and stuff like that. So I, I like Cam's story, you know, I don't know if you've read any of it yet or heard not any yet. of it, but that's a lot, a lot, a lot of his story in his early years is, you know, he didn't have a lot to live for and he, he came from pretty much nowhere and, and just, he built his life on work ethic, uh, kicking butt, getting after it. And he had some really good people come alongside him. And I can say in my own life, that's what I love about Cam is he's so real about that. Um, I've had the same thing. You know, I've, I'm just a regular guy who, who wants to, who wants to achieve greatness in life. And, and I came from nowhere where 
most people don't leave. You stay home and work on the farm or you, you sit up, sit up at the local, you know, Muni, <laughs> the yeah. local bar. So yeah. it's, uh, it's one or the other. And, and I just didn't want that for my life. I knew that they're obviously having a father who was into that. Like it just turned me off and, and went through my own party stages in my twenties and stuff, but I got away from that. And, uh, you know, now I, I realize I have so much more to live for, but man, kudos to cam. I love that guy. I'm so, I'm so grateful for, you know, getting to know him over the years, but honestly, I, he deserves everything he's getting because he's such a humble guy. He's worked so hard for everything he has, and he's been a huge impact and influence on a lot of people, including myself. Wow. That's cool. Well, it gets me. I just, I, I can't read. I don't read well. <laughs> As in, I can't. Hey, I get it. I can't sit my butt down. Uh, the whole like sit in the spot for that long is just, I can't do it. But I can listen all day long. Uh, yep. I, 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 I can read left to right, top to bottom. But <laughs> you, you you can read. You I know can how to read. read. <laughs> I just can't get myself to read. And yeah. But I I just haven't gotten myself to to set up a an Audible account or whatever else, however that works, to to do it. So I will get after that and and uh, uh, get hammering as Cam says. Yeah, but. yeah. I I'd highly recommend it, man. It's a really it's a it really is a good book. It'll it'll uh, it'll inspire you. It'll it'll probably change you in a lot of ways too, just to learn from his story and who he is and the things he's went through to become who he is now. So it's pretty cool. Yes. So I want to uh, kind of talk a little bit about uh, just surrounding yourself with good bu- good buddies, hunting buddies, since mm-hmm. we kind of have mm-hmm. a have a core idea here and. Tell me about a maybe a hunt or um, something in the field there where being around good people was was just like a part of it, and it, yeah, man, it just made it. You got a story there? Oh, I, I've got a few, and I'll and I'll actually just jump around a little bit just because yeah. I think that yep. it'll all it'll all connect the dots. Um, you know, with with what you're saying. Um, really, just growing up in Minnesota, the, what, a lot of what we did was, you know, we had the two weeks of rifle season, deer rifle season, uh, every November, the first two weeks of November, and that's that was deer camp for us. You know, the old the old deer camp idea. You know, and and uh, you know, those are some of my earliest memories as being in deer camp around my uncles and my my aunts and um my dad and, and everybody there. And that's, it's always been a great memory for me. Um, just spending time in, in that hunting camp in, in Northern Minnesota, North central Minnesota. Uh, we called it the big woods, you know, and it was, it was, it was larger than life, man. A lot of cool stories told there. We ate a lot of good food, spent a lot of good time together. You know, uh, some of my only memories with some of my family are in those woods, uh, on those hunts. So, you know, it, it's always been a, a big part of me to, to surround myself with people in hunting camp, but, I've kind of taken that a step further now, you know, I, I, over the last few years in my own personal growth, I've realized how important it is to, to spend time in hunting camp with people who are going to help you grow in life uh, and have those deeper conversations that I didn't, unfortunately didn't get to have with my dad a lot of times in my teenage years that I really needed. And now I'm, I'm going through that stage where, you know, over the last few years or so I've, I've, I've been able to spend some time in hunting camp with some really cool people who have went on their own journeys and uh, I've been able to take them on hunts, some of their first hunts. And actually one that I want to mention is my buddy, Ryan Mickler. He, uh, he's a fellow podcaster like you, Clint. He, uh, he runs a a podcast called the order of man podcast. And it's probably in the top 20 podcasts in the United States. It's, it's, it's gotten pretty big (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, I got to know Ryan, uh, prior to him, really, he was just getting his uh, organization started, and uh, really, the idea around the Order of Man is 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 to help men level up in their life, in their in their business, and with their families, with their relationships, those kinds of things. So, I, I just looked at Ryan. He he has a similar story to me. You know, his, he didn't have really have a present father, um, didn't have a lot of direction. Uh, went to the military, found some direction, but, uh, you know, had some different relationship issues with his wife. And from there, he he knew he had to change. He had to become a better man. He had to grow up. And uh, him and I, you know, have been down that same journey together. He just did it a little bit before I did. And uh, getting to know Ryan, I was like, man, I think you need to learn how to hunt. He had never been on a hunt before, but he'd always kind of had something inside of him that, you know, even being from California, he is from Southern California. And then he moved to Southern Utah. He had something inside of him that, you know, made him want to potentially become a hunter. So 
as we got to know each other early on in his, you know, in his business uh, career with this podcast, I said, Hey man, let's, let's get you out on a hunt. Let's get you out here to Texas, West Texas. I've got a buddy who, uh, you know, has some, has some property that we can go out and uh, manage some deer. You know, he, he's got some smaller bucks and stuff that are old bucks that need to be uh, called off the, the property. He, he's given us the go ahead to come out here and, and do some hunting. So I brought Ryan out. He, he got a bow six months or eight months prior to, we started walking him through the steps of how to set it up and all the things and get, you know, get all the equipment he needed. And from there, man, we just, uh, we got him out to West Texas and it's been pretty cool to see his progression from that time. Um, we got him out there though. I'll, I'll kind of dig in on the story. We, his first hunt, you know, he, he was in the military, so he's pretty familiar shooting rifles and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, Let, we're going to, we're going to be out here for three, four days. We're going to have an opportunity to take some animals, a couple animals. Let's, let's go ahead and have you shoot your first animal, you know, potentially with a rifle, if, you know, if everything works out. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool, man. That, that opening morning that we were out there, uh, a nice, a nice, what we call a call buck here in Texas, a big, mm-hmm. a big spike buck, you know, probably a seven or eight year old deer with worn down teeth, a big old body is pretty cool, man. That deer came in and, and gave us about a hundred yard shot. And, uh, I just remember Ryan, you know, lining up and I think something happened. Like we were, we were, his phone went off or something. It started, it started talking. Siri started talking and he, he like oh, dropped his yeah. phone. It was, it was funny. You know, you're just getting nervous in that moment. Anyway, I'm trying to talk him through it, walk him through it, you know, patiently. And he's got everything going on. I'm like, oh, well, he, he finally get, he turns his phone off and he gets it. He gets his uh, eye through the scope, you know, gets dialed in. And I'm like, you on him, you know, everything good. I said, take a deep breath squeeze that trigger slow and, 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 and give it to him, you know, and, and he did. And, and I watched, you know, as, as he's looking through the scope, I'm watched that, that, that white tail buck, you know, donkey kick, perfect shot, just made a great shot on him. And, uh, and the next thing I remember is Ryan looks at me, man, I, I don't know if I hit him. I, I felt like I missed, you know, and, and that's always a, a funny response, you know, especially from new hunters because they don't, they're not really watching the shot. They're just so focused in on making the shot that they don't see all the other stuff, the donkey kick, the blood flying out, the different little things that us experienced experienced hunters kind of noticed. So it was really cool, man. I said, no, bro. I said, you made a perfect shot. You did a, you did a great job. So we're going to give this buck some time. Uh, we're going to walk over there and we're going to, we're going to find him. And we did. And he was, he was elated. You know, it was, it was a great first hunt. It's not always like that for your first hunt, of course, but we put it, put him in a good position. And, and then uh, a couple days later, I ended up, I ended up shooting one with my bow. And then the, a day after that, we were back out again, and, and he ended up uh, taking another nice management uh, buck with his bow as well. So it was pretty cool, man, like just being able to take Ryan on that first hunt and now the kind of people that he can touch through his podcast, millions of people a year that he reaches, over millions of people a year with this podcast and gets to talk about his passion now for hunting five, six, seven years later. Uh, that's always been a cool story to me. You know, I... I have my own hunting stories, but I just, for some reason, I always come back to those stories where I took somebody else and got to take them and, and get them involved in, in, on the hunt. Oh, absolutely. I can relate. Uh, there are so many new people jumping into the woods right now that, yeah, that, uh, yeah, some a little scary. They don't know what quite what they're doing yet. Uh, or they're trying to, yep. or they're trying to, uh, connect with people or uh, highly impressionable because they're learning and they want to learn yes. their sponges. And sometimes finding a good hunting partner is like harder than finding a wife. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> uh, I've heard that, man. Yeah. I've heard that. Uh, and, and, uh, but why? Like, what, why do you think, uh, not, not why is it hard to find one, but why do you think that's important to be? Um, maybe, maybe going with, with some talk about that a little bit around that self-development yeah. piece as to why that's important and not just your buddy that is just a s- awesome hunter. Like what, what's the, <laughs> yeah. What's the value in, and surround yourself with good people. Around. Yeah. Well, well, you know, first and foremost, you want to, if you're going to be spending time in the woods with somebody, you want to make sure it's with somebody that you actually want to spend time, time with, you know, that's, yeah. that's the, I think right. that's the first component. So you know, if, if you're somebody who's looking for a, a hunting partner and, and I would say that, you know, I have a few good hunting partners, but I'm still in a search for some, especially somebody who would want to go out West and hunt hard out West. Cause I'm one of those guys who, you know, I guess this plays a part in it. I want to get after it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 
I, I, my physical fitness and what I do, I train hard. You know, I, I train probably six, sometimes seven days a week. I, I, I lift weights. I train uh, jujitsu. I started on that, my jujitsu journey about a year and a half ago, two years ago now. Um, I like to go for runs now. Like I hate it. I used to hate running, but through my own fitness journey, you know, I've, I've come to love the grind and, and come to love the physical side of things. So while I, I love and enjoy, you know, going out and do some of my own, do it yourself, uh, backcountry or just do it yourself hunts in general. I last fall, I, I went to Kansas. I went to Illinois. I went to Minnesota. I did some of my own do it yourself style hunting on public ground. I also think it's important that like when you're in the woods, like I want to spend time with good people. So finding somebody that you want to spend time with is, is important. But then on the next level, it's like, Hey, they got to be somebody who's going to be able to adapt with you and get after it. If you want to get after it, if you need to hike to that next Canyon or get over that Hill or that mountain, you know, you got to have somebody there with you. Who's going to be able to do that. So, um, but just kind of playing back on what you said, Clint, when it comes to, you know, there's a lot of new people out there. I think that's why it's important to find yourself a really good mentor from the start and maybe not necessarily dive right into some of the harder hunts, but, you know, even just follow along or take along with a friend, you know, when you're, when you're getting started or just, just spend time in the mountains. It doesn't even have to be hunting, you know, just spend time in the woods, walk the trails, you know, do some trapping, whatever that looks like for you and your and where you live. You just need to spend time in the outdoors and, and uh, get to know your surroundings. Uh, that's what becoming a good hunter is. It's really becoming a good woodsman. So, uh, you know, to take that to the next level now, having a, a, a partner with you or somebody with you on that hunt, you know, hopefully they're a good woodsman. Hopefully there's somebody that understands the woods and can teach you about it. Can And then you have to be coachable too. So yeah, those are kind of some things around being a new hunter for sure. Yeah. Do you, you have any tips as to, to, for those new folks or, or just anyone like yourself or myself that are that are on the search are, are open to, we got a friend slot open <laughs> or, a, or, a, or a, a hunting buddy. I mean, we're, we're in our mid thirties and, uh, got a house full of kids, both of us, a wife. I mean, typically you're still making contacts with college buddies, maybe some high school buddies or heck I got a kindergarten buddy that we're still good buddies. Uh, and I mean, we're almost, sometimes we get in our, in our, like, I'm good. I got whoever I need. I, I, I don't, sometimes I don't need anymore, but, but some of us, maybe we're looking for, uh, we've got that new style. You, you want to get after it in the backcountry. You want to yeah. go, uh, get away from the roads and, and, and match whatever that, that hunting yeah. style is with you. You got any ideas on how people can get connected? I, I think for me, you know, and, and this is just life in general, when I'm getting after it, uh, in life, uh, I'm working out hard. I'm, I'm trying to live my life. Right. You know, I'm not spending time at the bar drinking beers and doing that, you know, like I'm, I'm spending time with my family. I'm spending time, uh, just doing good, positive, uh, things in life. So when I do that, um, I, I seem to find that people that, that want to do the same things kind of come around me if I'm intentional about it and I'm, and I'm authentic about it. So I think for me, like, just get after it, start getting after it. And there's going to be a few people that are going to come alongside you or see you, you know, maybe posting up on social media. Hey man, I'm getting my workouts in or, Hey, I'm on this journey. I think we just need to be real and authentic about that journey. Uh, whether there's some, there's some struggle in there or some, some good times or some bad times, you know? So, uh, obviously getting yourself around the right people is, is going to be so crucial to your success on a hunt, but also in life. So we want to find those people. Uh, another way you can do that is, Maybe go on some other hunts, you know, that aren't as grueling or as, aren't as crazy. Maybe come out to Texas and do a pig hunt with a couple guys, you know, that you've just met and see how they are around, you know, see how they are in hunting camp, see how they are to spend time around, see what their ethics are like when it comes to hunting and bow hunting. Um, that might be at the base level, a good way just to get to know them, you know, go out and just hang out with them, go, go get some workouts in with somebody, you know, whether they're close to where you live, or maybe you're in town for an event or something or some business stuff, you know, try to connect with local people. For me, I find, I find friends, uh, you know, at the gym, my jujitsu, uh, guys, like I've become friends with a lot of them because they're getting after it. Like jujitsu takes a lot of, uh, a lot of areas of your life going in the right direction. So you've got to be mentally uh, prepared, physically, uh, uh, emotionally, even spiritually in some ways, you know, you have to be uh, working towards all those areas. So, Surrounding yourself with the right people, of course, Clint, is, is most important, but I think putting yourself in that position to be an attractive 
partner in that way uh, is a, is a big part of it. I think there's a lot of guys out there that don't even put in the effort themselves or even talk about putting the effort in or share their journey of putting the effort in. And that maybe doesn't give you the, the same opportunity that a guy like me who, well, I don't necessarily want to put everything on social media. I think sharing the journey of, of my life has put me in a position to meet a lot of really cool people who are very like-minded and want to go out and do some Western style hunts with me. You know, I'm I, a little jealous. I've been, jujitsu is about as close as you can get to after college wrestling. I mean, what else are you going to do? It's not like yep. you go to the park and play a pickup game uh, like you can yep. basketball. Uh, and man, I, I've dabbled a little bit and there's a gym literally on my way to work, but it's like, I got, I have, I'm tapped out. I don't have a seat. <laughs> I would love to do that. It's just in the back of my mind. I'd love to do it, but man, that's just. I probably would get in trouble if I'm gone from home another hour and a half to two hours a day. So, but I would love that. Dude, so I'm a little jealous. Here, here's, here's what I'll, here's what I'll tell you on that. You know, um, you know, cause I always thought the same thing too. And my wife, she's, you know, she, she wants to make sure we're getting our stuff done around here and spending time with our three kids. And, you know, we've got kid, a, a six year old, a four year old and a one and a half year old. So life is crazy. I run a business. I do some health coaching as well on the side. Um, I'm, I'm always, you know, aligning hunts and different things like that. I'm always doing media type stuff like this. So I get it, man. Life is crazy busy, but I think, uh, as men, especially to lead well, we need to lead ourselves well. So it's really important that we, we spend time doing those things that are, that are training us to become better at life. And I think jujitsu, you know, like I, I wrestled a little bit in high school, I played college football as well. So being an athlete has always been something that, uh, has been important to me. And I realized as I, as I went through my twenties and didn't have that, I lost kind of focus and I lost track of, of pursuing something and pushing forward to something that was very meaningful in my life. Not saying that my, my life with my kids and my wife isn't meaningful, but you have to lead yourself through that. You have to, you know, be doing different strenuous or hard things or challenging things and have those kind of personal goals to do. So I would say it's important for you, Clint, I don't know what your life looks like because we're just getting to know each other, of course, but I think it'd be important for you to do something that you obviously love. You, you still love wrestling, I would assume. Yep. There's a lot of wrestling involved in jujitsu, and here's the thing. Not only is it a, a physical uh, a sport, I don't even call it a sport. It's really an art. It's it's a mental and an emotional and, and like I said, even a spiritual side. Um, I'm more patient with my kids. Um, I'm a, I'm a better husband for my, for my wife because I'm, I'm more patient and I focus in more when we do have our time together. So you've got to have your time and then you've got to give that time to your family and your kids, but you want to be the best you can be in that time too. So spending time on your own, doing some of your own things is actually a really crucial and important part of that. And I actually see that with a lot of guys around me that don't do that because they're like, kind of like what you said, not that you're making an excuse, but oh, I don't know how my wife would feel about that. Like, I already spent a lot of time away from home doing some of these other things. Well, yeah. I think you got to find that balance. You got to find, right. you know, hey, man, if this is going to help me be a better dad and a better husband, maybe it's actually worth it to be away for that extra hour a day right. because of that. Hmm. So, well, who knows? Maybe I'll look into it. It's literally on my way to work. Where, where are you located again? <laughs> Rapid City, South Dakota. So oh, west, okay. Western Rapid South Dakota. C right on. Yeah. Yeah, right on, man. Uh, so another thing you were talking about just made me think, uh, I mean, sometimes my wife will catch me and is like, God, don't be an old crank. <laughs> don't be an old crank. <laughs> and, and it's because I was in customer service through high school and college, working at Home Depot, selling my doors yep. and windows. So it's like customer service, customer service, customer service. Yep. Like you provide that uh, and you just take it. And so, and it kind of almost had this reverse effect here of when I don't receive that, man, it annoys me. <laughs> and I get, uh, I get, I get that kind of old crank old man. And, and I just, we're in our, we're not in our, I'm not, we're not in our forties yet. We're not in a midlife crisis yeah, yet. Of course. Uh, but, but having that positive attitude is kind of sort of something I was starting to think about as you were talking earlier, just keeping my, my, and not keeping my open-mindedness as I'm meeting some new hunters, uh, so many people are moving from different state to different state now uh, in the last two years. And, yeah. and as we're joining a new community or in hunting or uh, seeing a different style, trying to have that open mind and not being a crank uh, and, and being open to different views, um, 
John Stallone and I were just talking about this a little bit ago. It's just about having some unity among hunters. And, and, and despite yes. uh, a hunter from Minnesota, <laughs> that that uh, <laughs> a hunter from South Dakota, and, and you call a patch of aspens quakies instead of aspens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And little things like that, like that may just kind of you, you're not connecting with you're using a different vocabulary you you really draw out your o's <laughs> and, and oh uh, yeah and, and have just a, maybe a different style or uh down in texas using using hunting hogs and, and that yeah. is such a different style high, high fences and feeders and right lines and you know it's a to, it's a totally different thing here yeah for sure right so as you're encountering different people with your business your life and everything how how do you kind of create unity uh, among those people you encounter to uh cuz you're getting different I, I I checked out um high caliber hunts and I saw I was like okay there's sign up you're getting people signing up here and there to uh, eight spots open um you're going to get yeah. a North Carolina guy you're going to get a California hunter you're going to get a North Dakota guy how how is unity being created there and, and what are some techniques that, that we could use maybe in our own hunting camps? Yeah, yeah, that's that's an awesome question, Clint. I love that. And and again, this is a life this is just a life skill thing. You know what I mean? Like get we, along we with create, people. Yeah, yeah. We need <laughs> the golden rule, do unto others as you want them to do to you. I, I mean, come on, it's at the basic level right there. So, you know, yeah, I mean, of course I it's been pretty cool, man. I, I've, I've lived all over the place, you know, a few different styles of living and uh, from Minnesota to, to Bozeman, Montana, now to, to South Texas. And, and, and I've lived in different parts of Texas, even. And I can tell you right now, there's a, there's different people in North Texas versus South Texas. So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, man, I, I think it just boils down to just caring about people and, and just, you know, understanding, Hey, everybody grew up a little bit different. Everybody has a different way that they uh, do things and just to have respect for people and, and care about them and and you know what present your uh experiences in the way that you see them but also be open-minded to other people's experience and how they see them now it's kind of funny because we were just talking about texas and hunting texas versus you know minnesota or or even out west there even for you out west uh you know in, in south dakota um you know somebody from up where i grew up they think oh man those guys just feeding deer, you know, with their feeders there in Texas mm. and, and hunting those high fences. That's, that's gotta be like shooting fish in a barrel, you know? And it's, it's mostly wrong. Honestly, it's, it's, it's so funny. So I get into a lot of conversations with guys like, you know, who I'm like, no, it's, it's not really like that. Actually. It's most of these ranches are, are fenced off because first of all, they want to do a good job with their genetics and they want to keep, uh, you know, a good, you know, good animal population within their, within their areas. But a lot of these places are, you know, a thousand acres, 5,000 acres, 10,000 acres. These are massive ranches, you know, privately owned ranches. And uh, they're not just for hunting. They're for cattle and grazing and different things like that as well. So, you know, you want to keep your habitat the best you can and have the most control over those investments if you can. So it's it's looked at a little bit different here because hunting is looked at as somewhat of an investment here because it's become such a business. But at the, at the, at the base level, it's still hunting. You know, there's still time in hunting camp. You still have to be skillful with your tools. Um, you still have to have a positive attitude. You still have to put yourself in the right position, all those things. And and uh, so I've had a lot of those conversations, you know, around, you know, hunting in, in Minnesota versus hunting in Texas or even hunting out west. And because I know I have such a wide tribe of people that I know, a wide community of people I know, it's it's been really cool because now through high caliber hunts, a lot of my hunts right now are, excuse me, um, based here in Texas because this is where I live. So I lease out some properties and I have different outfitters I work with to, to do some hunts through. And, and we, uh, you know, we do some hunts, uh, you know, here in Texas for hogs. Um, and then we're going to be doing some exotics and some deer and some different things like that. And so a lot of these guys are like, man, I'd love to actually come try that. Do some of that thermal hog hunting at night. You know, I've never hunted anything at night. That, that sounds kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know what it's like, but tell me about it. And, and then can I get out on one? So then I'll get guys out you know, who, who have never done anything like that. And they're like, man, this is like playing call of duty, but hunting pigs. And then I get to take <laughs> home the pig and eat it. You know, it's, yeah. it's cool. So you just, I think it's really cool to be able to share those experiences from my own point of view 
in, in a positive you know way in a way that's bringing people together i don't ever look down on how somebody hunts personally um one of my mentors was uh, was ted nugent and uh, he's been a good friend of mine over the years he was also another client of mine oh, wow. and uh, i've always i've always been really inspired by the way he talks about hunting because he was you know he he was taught about hunting from his mentor fred bear and hmm. uh you know, as a young guy, Fred Bear told him, hey, Ted, you you keep reaching the people that, you know, you can reach. You're a rock star. You're going to reach a lot of people with what you do. And you need to be a positive light and a positive uh, voice for hunting, no matter if it's high fence hunting or if it's Western style hunting or hunting in your backyard with two acres that you have. Whatever that looks like, whatever your way of hunting is, you know, Ted always said, you know, hunt how you want to hunt and what brings satisf you know, satisfaction to you and, and, and puts food on your table. And I think that's what we need more of. You know, we need more guys that, Hey, if you're into Western do it yourself hunting, that's cool, man, go ahead and do it. But just don't look down on other guys because they want to hunt their backyard. Uh, you know, the way that they want to hunt it with a corn feeder. And I could tell you, you know, we just don't have the habitat here in Texas, like they have out West or in the Midwest, you know, so we have to have a feeder. We have, cause yeah. if we don't have it, somebody else next door has one and all the animals are going to come to them. So right. there's gotta be, it's gotta, it's gotta be done that way, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, overall, man, I think we just need to, it, it boils down to the golden rule. Do unto others as you want them to do to you care about people and just be, have an open mind and share things in a positive manner, share, you know, especially today in the social media world we live in. Um, just be careful about what you post and how you talk about it, how you post it. I take a lot of new hunters out and, and, uh, not saying that killing is bad or, or showing the truth of a kill and blood and stuff. Cause it is that that's, that's the real thing. That's what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. We shouldn't ever, we should never hold back on that, but just be careful and remember that there's a lot of people looking at what you do that, not only can use that against you, but also maybe want to do go down this, uh, this journey of becoming a hunter. And you might be a, a very positive lighter voice for those people and how you, uh, portray yourself on social media. So, yeah, totally agree. So the people that have struggled to break the mold to get out of what their current situation is, they they may that could be anywhere down to uh, yes challenges in life that that your mm -hmm. addictions of whatever um but say that is to make it relatable to hunting you're you the the hunting camp you're a part of is toxic or your yeah. hunting community is toxic in whatever way that is the hunting style is not really what you're leaning towards and, and you've been influence to to move in a different direction i mean you might you might have heard something in the last 15 years as the hunting community is is changing it, it's not our yeah. ba baby boomers of fill that tag fill the tag <laughs> and do it in whatever means possible no offense to baby boomers but uh that's exactly it, there is a change in in that's why people are looking at hiking 12 miles in why would you help hunt 12 miles in when they're here yeah. and elk two miles in so there's that style of of adding a, a level of adventure but uh to how can it can what are some techniques or tools or things that uh, a mindset whatever it is that people can break that mold to have more move towards maybe a more positive hunting style or hunting community that they're in yeah man um, you know, and I can even talk about this on a, on like a, a, a personal level, like in the sense of just leveling up in life. Um, you know, as I've went through this journey, the last five, six years of just trying to become a better husband, a better, a better father, you know, a better business owner, just a better man altogether, just to try to lead the people around me, lead my family. Uh, you know, there's, there's been people around me that were part of my core, core group of friends that, you know didn't have that same mentality. They, they, they were about drinking beer on the weekends and, and finding new ladies. And that's okay. If they want to do that, that's up to them. Uh, something inside of me changed. Something inside of me said, you know what? There's more to life than this way of living. There's something more that I can achieve. So I started work going down that path. And, and when you go down that path, it's just going to be a natural progression in your life. As you grow, the people around you who aren't growing they're not going to want to spend as much time with you and you're just not going to want to spend as much time with them. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you don't like that person. It doesn't mean that you have hate for that person or anything like that, or don't care about that person. You're just outgrowing that relationship on both sides. It's not just you, it's them too. 
So that's okay. And I think it's the same with hunting. Uh, you know, sometimes you outgrow a certain uh, hunting camp or a, a, a way that you want a style you want to hunt. For me, I, I like all styles of hunting. I try to do all styles in different ways. And I'm always very open-minded about trying new things and, and just being a proponent of, of our, of our way of living, no matter what, which way you do it. So, but uh, like we were talking about earlier, Clint, you know, I, I have something inside of me that wants to get up, back out West and do some elk hunting, do some more mule deer hunting, those kinds of things. Um, even though I grew up hunting Turkey and deer, and that's always been my thing. And a lot of Western guys laugh, Oh, <laughs> Turkey hunting, you know, like it, it, it's so funny, but that's just the way I, I did it, you know? And, and I'll, I'll joke, you know, Oh, that's my poor man's elk hunt. And those Western guys, they laugh at you, of course, you know, it, it's funny, yeah. but I've, I I'm, I, I'll always love Turkey hunting and I've primarily been a bow hunter. I've never killed a Turkey with a rifle. I've always bow hunted. And you, now you have this separation between bow hunters and right. And, 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 and shotgun hunters on Turkey. It's funny. You, you see that separation. So there's always oh, yeah. going to be these different separations, you know, in the styles, but I think just putting yourself around the people who, you know, that you, you might out, outgrow one hunting camp or one hunting partner and need to level up into the next, the next phase of your life. And I think uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. I'm at this point now where I'm looking for guys who, yeah, I, I do my my stuff in hunting camp here in Texas, but I also want to find some hunting partners that want to freaking head out west and get after it, man. Let's chase some elk for 10, 10 days. Let's chase mule deer for eight to 10 days or whatever. Let's live off of our, live, live out of our backpack, you know, if we have to. Let's do some of that. And hey, if it works out too, let's go on a guided hunt out west. That's cool too, out of a nice lodge if we can afford it and we can and we can have the means to that to to do that. Either of those styles is okay. You know, I just I just know I'm going a certain way with it at one point, and I might have a hunting partner that wants to do that. I might also have another hunting partner who's an older guy who says, you know, I, I can't quite hike it hike back in those mountains like I used to. Let's go on this guided hunt on private property and spend a little bit of money and and, and do that. So there's nothing wrong with that. I think we all outgrow different relationships in different situations. I think it's about just keeping that positive mindset and open, open mindset about that so that you can, uh, you know, adapt to those different situations. I like how you said that. And I've been trying to put the words to it. Uh, and it goes back to me not being much of a reader because I don't see words, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I've been trying to put the, the words to it because in just the last year I've talked about in this podcast before of changing my style a little bit to what my goals are uh, and being just uh, looking for that adventure and looking for just a quality hunt uh, and not not worry about i i'm i'm i was in colorado for a little while and and uh i want to try this experience this experience this experience there's too many options uh and now i just want to i need to just slow down last season my wife was like you got to just slow down just a little bit and go to a, go go yeah. pick go pick a couple and go do some harder hunts she told me yeah like, go go yep. specialize in this and and yep. maybe maybe leave this one off the table that one off the table uh so that's the game plan i can i can tell you too man i'm right there with you on that you know especially because you're married now and you've got a couple kids and and those things and priorities change time time you know that you have to get out there changes you know work and business and all the different things of life um you know i can remember in my early years i was like man i'm gonna head out west i'm gonna go down south and i'm gonna go over here over there i'm gonna do five or six hunts this year and get after it and i did and i was usually pretty burnt out by the end of it but i had Mm -hmm. a lot of fun and enjoyed it you know i I was a go-getter i could get after it now i'm a little bit older in my mid thirties and married kids, all the things. And it's like, now I really cherish those, those moments where I don't maybe necessarily kill something, but I, I went out there. I, excuse me. I put the effort in, I put the energy in, I got after it as hard as I could for those days I was out in the field. And, uh, whether I bring something home or not, it was still a success. Cause I, I got to be out there with, you know, either by myself or with people I want to be around there out there with. And I got to spend that moment just really enjoying it and not worrying about, oh, I guess I got to get onto this next hunt now and, and see if I can do the same thing, you know? So yeah, man, like we all have different goals. I think you said it right. What, what's your goal now? Our goals change as we get older. Our goals change even sometimes throughout the year. You start to realize, man, I can achieve more. I can do more. I can, I can live greater or, hey, I might need to slow down a little bit and focus more on my, my relationships and my marriage and my, and my kids 
and just focus on a couple hunts a year too. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with either one. It doesn't make you less because you're, because you're doing it one way or the other. I had this conversation actually just recently with my buddy Clint, you know, cause I know he's, he's a new hunter. He's been hunting for a couple years and he's a go-getter. Like this guy's a high level guy. That's why I love him. I love him to death. He's in my circle. Like we're, we're go-getters. Uh, he likes to work out. He likes to hunt. He likes to, you know, he runs a great business, you know, he gets after it. And I just, I said to him it, 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 with no disrespect, I said, Hey man, you're going to find out as you, as you go down this journey of, uh, of hunting that, you know, sometimes the, the more meaningful hunts, doing a couple of hunts that are meaningful every year are really going to be more important for you. And, the, and that's where you're going to learn a lot more and you're actually going to get more out of it. And he said, well, you, you know, I can get after it. You know, I can make this happen. I said, I know you can. I know you can. I'm just telling you as a, as a guy who's, who used to be that guy who used to get after it and, and had some success uh, now to the guy who really takes hold of a couple of hunts a year and really enjoys them. You know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with, it's not really slowing down. It's just, it's just looking at it from a different perspective for whatever goals you have, you know, and his goals might be that he wants to kill three bull every year and, and a, and a mule deer and a, and a white tail and a couple hogs. So, and that's cool. If that's his goals, get after it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now there's a little spin put on that. Cause my four-year-old has been saying when we, cause I've been doing turkey hunts with taking people on turkey hunting yep. and uh, he's been saying over and over again about, uh, when are we going? When are we going? And I didn't even, cause we had a newborn. I didn't even buy a turkey tag. I said, Nope, I just, I, I just need to not even buy one. And I was kind of regretting it a little bit that ah, I should have just got one just to, to take him and go and take him. And then, and then my game plan this fall doesn't include really anything he could do. So I'm thinking, yep. okay, I got to buy like an antelope doe tag. And go do because yeah. that's a that's a, can be a kid friendly hunt and doable. Uh, so I'm thinking that's kind of what's going to happen because he he just keeps asking me over and over again. We were in Shields the other day and he said, "When I get bigger, can I get a gun?" I was like, "You betcha, <laughs> <love> buddy." <laughs> yeah, and, you and betcha. Our kids are there's that. I love that. I love that. Our kids are so impressionable at this young age too. You know, just just getting them exposed to it, whether it's a successful hunt or not, just that just a couple hours in the ground by blind together. That's, that's meaningful for them. You know, oh, a couple and, hours. And can, yeah. We'll see if we can go 30. <laughs> if, if you can make it. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you, man, like I've been bringing my daughters out to the lease, you know, since they were probably three and a half, four years old. And my daughter's my oldest daughter, Sophia, she's six now. And this spring she came out with me. I only had a couple days to hunt Turkey. I only had, that's how much time I had just been a busy spring, you know, getting this business off the ground, those kinds of things. And I said, you know what? I've only got a couple days. Um, I could have been selfish and said, I'm going by myself. And I'm going to go kill a turkey. But instead, I said, you know what? Come on, Sophia. Let's go. You're coming with me. We're going to spend the weekend together, me and you, out at the hunting lease. Uh, and we're going to see what happens. You know, and, and the good Lord blessed us. You know, we, we ended up uh, that first morning, didn't have any action. And that night there, that evening sit for, for wild turkey with my, with my bow in a ground blind, calling them in. Uh, I had a, I had a big Tom come in and she watched me, uh, thump that Turkey at seven yards with my bow. Oh, and it dang. was amazing. And she loved it. She was right there to see the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm setting up that situation for us to have the best opportunity to, to obviously kill an animal, but also for her to enjoy the hunt too. Mm -hmm. So you know, those Turkey hunts are nice because it's interactive. It, it's me calling every 10, 15, 20 minutes. You know, we're sitting in a ground blind. I'm bow hunting. I've got decoys out there there's action pretty much happening and luckily for us here in texas you know there's there's usually pigs or there's deer walking through you know or, or, or walking by the feeder that's pretty close by th those kinds of things too so you know i just try to set those up with with the mindset that hey i'm gonna give her the best opportunity possible to to enjoy this sit whether we're successful on the kill or not i don't care she she took that you know she took away from that like man it was just great to spend time with you dad hmm. you know and even at six years old you know, she, she gets that she gets how important it is just to spend time together, you know, uh, just to be away from mom and the other, um, you know, her, her sister and her brother, just to have some time with dad, like who knows what that's doing for her. I mean, I know that that's probably doing a lot for her because I'm, I wish I had more of those times when I was younger with, with my, with my parents, you know? So it's, uh, I think that mindset changes there, Clint, you know, I think even just going out, not even about the kill, just even if it's a half hour in the blind and they've got their little iPad or whatever with them, 
least they're there with you. At least they're enjoying it. At least they're get they're they're getting a little bit of exposure to it. Yeah. And if you can't find them, breed them. <laughs> so if you can't find your buddy, <laughs> so, there you go. So uh, and I think that brings up a really good point though too of all the conversations happening right now with parents talking to your kids, being involved in your in their lives yes. too. Yes. Uh, to don't just let them go off and be kids, but be a part of their lives and, and yes. to, uh, to raise them right. And, and I know that's often said yeah. in the hunting community is raise them right. And that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be going hunting with you or shooting yes. things super early. Melissa Bachman's three-year-old just shot a turkey. She, he's, yeah, that's th- did you see that? She's, he's three. <laughs> that's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, I, I saw it. That, that's cool. <laughs> um, but then I started thinking, it's like, Ooh, you got, I got, you got to be careful. You can't do that with every kid. Uh, no, no, but, of course it, not. but that kid just, I don't know. That kid seems so f- much further developed than my four-year-old. <laughs> what he's yeah. Doing. Yeah. But every the, kid's going to be on a different level. Yeah. But, and, and the whole idea though, of, uh, creating that, that bond with father, son, father, father, daughter, mother, whatever, uh, yep. that, that I think is, is, uh, is going to be so crucial to to their mental health and the and the uh, the development who they turn into. So, and my dad did that with us, and and uh, we it. we're planning hunts for this fall, Dad and I. So that's that's, that's a awesome. that's a part of it as well. And and how I I think I turned out all right. <laughs> I think I <laughs> Mostly, turned out right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, no, and, and Clint, your point is so valid, especially just the world we live in today and some of the things that have recently happened in the media and the news and, you know, even just here in Texas, you know, I don't, we don't have to get into it, but, uh, um, you know, I think that there's a much deeper issue that's, that's happening than, than what they're wanting to put it on, of course. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think that has a lot to do with our mental health. It has a lot to do with who's raised you and who's spent time mentoring you and those things. And whether you have a dad or, or you have a grandpa or an uncle or whatever that looks like. Um, I think it's really important for us to come around our, our, our teenagers and our young, our young children to mentor them, to be there for them, to be a, you know, somebody who's an influence in their life. And I know that on my own, on my own journey, like a big part of why I want to level up as a husband and a dad in those things in my, in my business uh, is because I want to, I want to lead my kids down a good path and I want them to not have, uh, mental health issues when they get older because they didn't have dad around or mom around, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so important for us to spend time with our, 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 our kids, or even just, I kind of look at the, the jujitsu gym that I, that I train at. There's a couple guys in there who, uh, a couple kids in there who they're teenagers and, and luckily for them, their mom is bringing them to jujitsu because their mom knows how important it is for those guys at 13, 14, 15 years old to get around other men who are, who are, pushing forward in life at something challenging. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think that's so awesome. I think good job, mom. I think great job. Cause uh, women, they have their place. Of course, you know, there are nurturers. There are, they're, they're there for us. So I love my mom so much. She's always been there for me, but we need that strong presence. We need that dad, dad figure, that father figure in our life, whether it's an uncle, a father, a grandpa, whatever that looks like for you, we need that. And if you don't have that, find a way to seek it or, uh, you know, encourage if you're the, if you're a mom or you're a woman, encourage, you, you know, your young ones to find that or help them find that and get them around the right people. Cause I think that's just going to be a big, huge, uh, help for all of us as we move forward and, and try to make this a better place to live. Awesome. And the last thing I want to want to say is thank you to, uh, helping me find the words I was getting at this earlier, but finding the words to, uh, that change that's happened over the last year, but also a little, it's been happening longer than that, uh, to, <laughs> to outgrowing a relationship. I, I really yes. like that vocabulary. And because I was, I was thinking so negative by saying, I'm really happy I have lost two phone numbers in my life. I lost them on purpose uh, of yep. some negative interactions. And instead of being really... I don't want to say hatred because I don't have a hatred for people, but but a, a yeah. dislike and and uh, uh, disagreement. Maybe it, I I really like that vocabulary of I outgrew that relationship and it's done. Yeah. It's okay. You you go off and yeah. do your thing, and and I'm not 
holding a grudge. I'm not going to hold a grudge and I'm just going to be okay with it. And you go do your thing. I'll just go do my thing. And when we see each other, we'll be cordial and, and, and share yep. a story or something like that. And it, it's really hard to do for, for a lot of people to, to just brush it under the rug because it doesn't, it doesn't need to be talked about or it doesn't need to be brought back up and be okay without growing a relationship and, and go find some of those new ones that, uh, that are, that are more positive. So I love your style. I love, uh, yeah. what you're, what you're doing and, uh, um, kind of your, your motive and aura that's surrounding you a little bit as to what you're, what you give off. <laughs> I mean, it's a, that, that sort of attitude is addictive and I can really start to, to picture a little bit about who you are and, and see the, the positivity there and, 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 uh, how that's gonna, that's gonna really make a lot of people around you just better dudes, <laughs> better people. So I appreciate that so much. I hope so, man. I, yeah. Thank, thank you, Clint. I, I hope it does. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a work in myself, so I'm not any perfect person. I'm not any special person. Like I've just, I've just found something in my life that I'm passionate about. I want to help other people around me. I want to, I want to be a, a, a better leader for the people around me. Uh, definitely my family. So anybody who's out there listening, man, you, you can change things around. You can, you can become that person too. you know, bring the right people into your life. Start, start reading good stuff. Uh, start listening to good things. Um, you know, whether, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. So for me, you know, reading the Bible is important for me, those kinds of things. Um, but you know, I, I like a lot of self-development stuff too. I read a lot of important you know books that talk about how to change your mindset and stuff like that. So we all have this inside of us. I think it's just, when when you get there you you know sometimes it takes a little longer than and it does for others so thank god for me i got there at some point here now in my in my 30s and i've got a pretty long life ahead of me i hope and be able to help a lot of people and leave a good legacy for my family but anybody can do it because i'm 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 an example of that if i can do it anybody else can do it you can you can go where you want to go you just got to start taking those steps and take it day by day well that's the second uh podcast i've i've had in a row that made me want to drink more water and go for a run and uh we didn't we didn't even talk about working out though did we no (laughs) no no but that's it you don't have to you really don't have to no i know that's the joke (laughs) (laughs) just comes with it uh but but uh uh if you would if people are really wanting to to kind of stay connected with you or follow you see to, to keep that motivation up and to see how, uh, to see that positivity, where can they follow you? What can they see? How can they find high caliber hunts? What's what, uh, give it, plug a plug the business, plug your stuff. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate it. Thanks again, Clint, for having me on first of all, but yeah, second of all, like, uh, Instagram is where I like to connect. Unfortunately, they're, they're limiting a lot of our posts and stuff like that. So, you know, if you do follow me there, make sure you drop in and say, hello, drop me a message. I always love to connect with new people. I've got new people messaging me every day like, hey, man, I heard you on a podcast or whatever. So definitely follow me on Instagram. It's at Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N underscore Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. Uh, I do a lot. I post a lot of stuff there. I share my journey, man, pretty authentically. Even sometimes I talk a lot about my own struggles and things that I've kind of been a loser in life. So I, I talk about those things and, <laughs> and how I've tried to dig my way out of them. But uh, I think that's important because there's a lot of fake stuff out there. And then you know, high caliber hunts. If that's, if you're interested in, in coming out to Texas and, and, and being in a hunting camp full of really good people, uh, and, and finding maybe a tribe of guys that are going to help you level up in your life and help you grow, become a better person, and then enjoy a hunt hunt as well. Um, you can check out highcaliberhunts.com and we do different group style hunts here in Texas. And, uh, you can also follow us on Instagram as well at high caliber hunts. So yeah, man. Thank you. Yep. You bet. That's awesome. And, uh, on your Instagram there, that is a big old bird <laughs> you and your dog. Shot. That's awesome. Well, yeah, dude, that, that, that was, that was a fun hunt, man. That was a memorable one for sure. I'll never forget that one to the day I die. That's great. Well, I'll let you get back to your Thursday and again, great connecting with you. Um, and, and appreciate you. You bet Clint. Thank you. This is God's country.